It's really terrible. And welcome to Super Local number eight. Number eight. Yeah, but who's counting? Looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like me. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, wait, so you were in Maine, you were in Bath, Maine last weekend? Uh, two, I played two musical shows in Maine. Yeah. One in Bath and one in Westbrook. Oh. And for everyone at home, I'm Chicky. <laughs> yeah. And you. And, and I'm Drew. Yeah. And we have a guest here, a special guest, um, who will be named later. I suppose, or sooner. Yeah, my guest, the guest, Lillian Siebert of uh, LillianSiebert.com. Uh, <laughs> Is that a website? Yeah, it might be. It might be, but uh, but Lillian's here. She's a musician and gal about town in Burlington. We're going to talk a little bit about music and uh, right the Burlington scene. But um, welcome. But welcome. I want to know. I want to. What did you open with? What what song? Yeah, was first. Yeah. I did a Daniel Lanois song first. Who's Daniel Lanois? Daniel Lanois was famous producer, still is famous producer. He's pop and musician. I love his records. I think he's most famous for producing the big U2 records. Like Joshua Tree. Wait, so you played it, you opened a gig with a song by a producer? Yeah, but he's a musician. He's like, you know, kind of a guy. Yeah, yeah. He makes all all of these great records that I love. Um, and mostly it's original stuff that I do, but I do a couple covers. And yeah. for some reason, this one's a great starter. Yeah. It's super chill. You can figure out the room a little bit. Yeah. Is that is so, it going up? Is the room going up or do we want to chill for a while? It's, it's right. Good. So the starting song, starter. the starting song is the one that you play when people are still talking. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So and it's like you make that decision of like, are we going to talk first, or are we just going to launch right into this thing and see where everybody's at? Are you one of the DJs with the mic? Do you like get people hyped up? I'm the 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 singer. I do this weird one man band thing where I have a kick drum, and a hi hat, and I play the guitar, and then I have uh, dudes that are playing with me. The Charlie Nobles is the Char- name of that band. Are they both named Charlie Noble? There's no Charlies in the band. Okay. Uh, and so we got a slide guitar, upright bass, and uh, my buddy Noah's percussion and plays harmonica. Cool. That's great. But I'm the singer, so I do the talking and all of the interactions. You always do the talking. It's weird. <laughs> well, I, I enjoy that. it. I, I hope everyone that you're good at, it. at home is enjoying it as well. Yes. Yeah. Never met a mic you didn't like. Uh, what did you? So was there a uh, was there an encore? There were a couple encores. Just like you mean one on both per shows. show. Um, there was one at both shows. And what did you play for an encore? Um, the second show, I did a, a song that somebody in the audience knew um, and was like, "Hey, play that one that you used to play all the time." <laughs> so I did that one. The okay. first one, the encore was um, a Carly Simon song. Wow! Like you're so vain. No song. No. Oh my God! Now I have to now remember, remember the name, name of it. <laughs> How does it go? Um, it was from a, a James Bond film, mm. "The Spy Who Loved Me." Oh, nobody does it better. That's the one. That was your encore. Nobody does it better. I love oh that God. song. What? Yeah. What, what venue was this? <laughs> I I'll this play it. Any, I'll play it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll play. This I'll, was at the bath. Yeah, we're like, what were you doing there? No, it's a buddy who's been in the rock and roll club business forever. Nice. He's opening up a place in his hometown. 
In Bath? In Bath. Oh, yeah. Um, I love Bath. And he used to book a bunch of places in Portland and own them. Most famously, he booked and ran the OK Hotel in Seattle. Wow. Which was the House of Soundgarden. Yeah. So this is the club where all these guys started. Totally. And I went and saw him one night because I was living in Oregon at the time. This was late 90s. <laughs> and yeah. I saw the first Queens of the Stone Age show oh in that club. And there were about 50 people. That was it okay? Was that up on Capitol Hill in Seattle? Is that where that was? That seemed like it was down by the water. Oh, so it could be in like the pipe. Like, or there, there was definitely near, n- yeah, near like, like, um, maybe Ballard. Skid Row, yeah, um, the Mission District down there, sure. There's some, there were a lot of really, I lived in Seattle for a while, probably, oh, you did? probably when you were in Portland, and Just, uh, and, yeah. and there was some definitely, we should probably hang out at some point, yeah, because we'll at the bottom of all the connections, yes, yeah, yeah, we can do that, um, <laughs> but uh, well, that's awesome, and uh, yeah, it's a good weekend. Did you get paid? Yeah, oh and what I like to do with the money is I go, it. I go to Trader Joe's <laughs> and I load up on groceries for the family and I drive it home. Is that true, or is that just because your wife is listening? That's exactly what I did. That's great. Those pot stickers, do you get into those? Yeah. yeah. This time it was enough pay that I went kind of nuts, and I bought like some like chocolate. Oh, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I bought, that. like, frozen meals, which I never do, because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's kind of a waste. Like, what kind of frozen meals? Stir-fry. And the shumai. I live almost entirely off of Trader Joe's frozen food. Mm-hmm. And what do you get? It's great. I always get four packages of dumplings, two chicken, two pork. <laughs> Those are good. Yeah, and then I pair it with, like, couscous or something, and yeah. then I get some vegetables. I always have, like, a huge stockpile of frozen vegetables and dumplings, because that way it never goes bad. Do you it's buy frozen. do you buy vegetables at Trader Joe's? Mm, not the yeah. fresh ones. I buy frozen yeah. stuff. Right, I but they, they wax everything. It's there weird. They ship it's it really all from shiny. California, yeah. so it's like yeah. if that. Yeah. But it's true. Like I can uh, I can fill my car up with Trader Joe's cheesecake, frozen pizzas. Oh yeah, like, it's good. Well, that place is designed to to go to go bonkers and forget yourself. It is. I will say, like, we kind of hit a Trader Joe's roadblock because in my house we were trying to trying to get off the plastic kick. Like, mm-hmm. really, yeah. It, you know, yeah. We're you know we have a vegetarian in the house, but we have some meat eaters, and so it's we're very omniv- omnivorous. But like when you start trying to back off plastic, Trader Joe's is a really tough place to shop. <laughs> Because, you know, anyway. Yeah. Not, not, and I'm not, you know, I'm not judging. I'm just saying. It's a whole lot of packaging. Yeah, there's a lot of packaging. On the other hand, that cheesecake is delish. <laughs> say that. This is totally but, um, But, yeah, that's awesome. And so, and Lillian, what is, did you, so you just finished your, uh, your guys cutting a new band of the land. Yeah. Right? Did that yeah. get done? It's not done right now. So, Sunday, uh, we're recording, no, Saturday, Sunday, we're right. recording the uh, string quartet. For the album, wow. which is exciting, and that's Whoa. like that's the finishing touch. Did you, you know? listen to it? I sent you the link. Uh, I did cut. listen to it. Yes, yeah, nicely done. Yeah, and so there was like, another project, but uh, we'll talk about that. Right. We'll so there's a lot of projects happening. Yeah. But the one that's like coming to a close right now is the second album, and we're finishing the string parts. Then we got to mix it, get it mastered, right. and set a release date. And what? Is, and what is the, so? And where are you recording it? It's with the same sort of sound guy, right? So actually, no. Our engineer has moved to New York City mm. since, and he recorded us up uh, up in Bangor, Maine. Um, oh, for the first one, or for this one? This second album. So we recorded ten tracks in fifteen hours in Bangor, Maine, oh my God. in one day, which was 
Wow. A that's lot. A, and that's a drive. That's not close. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> and, it was and like the on, day after Valentine's Day or something. And you're Burlington-based, right? I am, yeah. You are. I love, so let me just, like, one of my favorite things is based. Like, anytime you say, like, when I tell people, well, I'm Vermont-based, it makes it sound like I have a G6 and then I'm, like, zipping <laughs> yeah. around. But, yeah. And Lillian, I drive does, a Jetta. Lillian, Lillian does have a G6, but it's a V6 Jetta. So, <laughs> anyway. But so you were in Bangor. And that's and there was a studio there, or was it kind yeah, of so like we a used home the studio? The university's or? studio. We oh, like wow. our guy was uh, an engineer, and it was a major engineering. The university audio engineering. At, or- at Orono, or is it Bangor? Is it horrible that I don't remember? No, no, it's, it's Orono's. You mean Orono? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, seems like it's in the middle of nowhere, but big campus. But that turns totally, out to yeah. Me. Yeah. And it turned out great. I mean, it I sounds know. awesome. Yeah. But we're going to be recording the strings uh, actually at Middlebury College in their concert hall. Because our wow. the guy who engineered our first album lives in Panton, and uh, we've got an amalgamation of four different artists who, you know, will read our shoot music and play along with us. So, wow. yeah, it's a it's pretty you know that first album. It's interesting after we um, bought that new used car that used to belong to your family. Oh, the, the, the <laughs> Infinity is that? No, the, no, the Infinity is still in front of Kirsten and Sandy's house. We got the Volvo. Oh, okay. Which is straight, but it has a CD player in it, and mm-hmm. the only CD that was in it was the band. Wow, CD. so they ditched our CD via selling the car. That's pretty good. Yes, pretty good. But on the other hand, like we listened to it, and Grace like knows every word on every song, awesome. and you know, and actually, and I really dig that album. I thought it was really, um, really rich. There was a lot going on in the songs, and um, I thought I really enjoyed it. I don't know. I mean, did it? You have any feeling for how, what kind of reach it had? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I mean, I can see, you know, how many plays we get on SoundCloud. I can see who donates to our band camp. You know, I see how much traffic our Instagram gets, stuff like that. Right. Um, we haven't been playing a ton recently, so there hasn't been a ton of stuff going on. But I, I do know that for the first time in my life, I've performed in shows where people are singing the words at me. Right. Which is an incredibly jarring and exciting and awesome experience all at the same time. Yeah. That is like, uh, yeah. It, 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 we, we just call it like, you know, when you see it in the wild, like when somebody else, yeah. when it's some, somebody, <laughs> yeah. somebody who you didn't give it to yeah, exactly. knows about it. People saw like, me oh. in town all the time or saw yeah. me at bars and they're like, are you a band of the land? And I'm like, oh, me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now hold on. Let's, let's do a little backup for everybody. It's yeah. Band of yes. the Land. How long have you been playing? Uh, there's one record out. Yep, so we have an EP that. out. Um, right. We're, so yeah, we're Band of the Land. You can find us at like bandoftheland.com and on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but we do like a folk, soul, reggae thing, a version yeah. of that from the Green Mountains. Yeah. And we're all Vermonters. Uh, yeah, we are uh, working on our second Footwear album. Footwear optional. What? Mm-hmm. Footwear <laughs> is optional. Yeah, I, I perform barefoot all the time. Yeah. Um, well, you guys had some regular gigs for a while. But didn't you? I Regular mean, as in like footwear or like? No, I meant to make performing gigs. <laughs> yes, yeah. Not footwear gigs. Yeah, we had. <laughs> right, right. This past summer we were going, option. you know, we had a residency at the Skinny Pancake on the waterfront, which yeah, was awesome. Which it's a great location. Totally great location. Yeah. Great time for sunset, um, you know, performances. Everybody's on the waterfront at that time. Yeah, totally. And that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were playing pretty frequently. We've been together for like two and a half years. Okay. About. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah. how many pieces in the in the band? Uh, so the core group is me and Eli and Dan. And that's vocals, guitar, and bass, and then our drummer Michael. Okay. Um, but we play with like you know our producer is also uh, plays crazy good Hammond organ. So we throw uh, him yeah. on some stuff. Right. You know we have like cellist in. We have our awesome friend Marshall. He plays 
ripping guitar. He sits yeah. in all the time. and uh, Yeah. It's kind of, you know, we kind of just roll with the punches as far as, you know, if you're talented and you know our music, might as well hop up. Yeah. It's and good. it's funny. Like, yeah, that's fun. I mean, as, you know, family of Lillian, you know, I, I saw a very, very early approximation of that band. Right. Which was super fun and positive, but not as, pol- no, like, a world away from the polished band that it is now. And it's, I find it really satisfying to sort of see that and be like, dang, that actually sounds really good, you know? And uh, right. so it's been kind of fun. But so let me, like both you guys, as, as you know, as band nerds. Well, first and, of all, I'd like to say one thing. Well, we, you're not going to We've, we've say moved out, thing? we've moved out of the skiing and sports uh, talk. And we're solidly moving into the to the musical we, realm, at, which we is great. We have wanted to talk about music. Yeah, it's been every, a long time. And, and and actually, like I think last episode was our music episode, and we talked about maple syrup for like. An hour <laughs> we had slated that one to be to <laughs> that be. That was the music yeah, episode. but but the the taps were running on the sugar bush, man. <laughs> so we had to do that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of. But anyway, glad to yeah. glad we're here. Yeah, it's about time. But we did do a little band. We thought we did the beer band or trout fly. We we've done some. Some musical trivia. trivia. That's right. But, oh, actually, so, okay, so here's my first, so, all right, so, you know, as band nerds, you guys are both, um, you both know of this musician named John Lennon? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy? Mm-hmm. All right, do you know this song? Isn't he the, the, the piano player who sings um, ballads and <laughs> wasn't he recently on TV and Jesus Christ Superstar? John Bon Jovi? Oh, that was John Legend. John Legend. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that was close. Yeah. All right, so here's the thing. So I, I'm a Spotify guy. Does that make me old or young? I don't know. But I have the Discover Weekly mix, which I love. Check mine, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Just love the Discover Weekly mix. And this song from John Lennon with the Plastic Ono Band called Hold On. Okay. Are you guys familiar with this song? No. No. And it's funny. It's actually, you know, I can play a little bit of it. I right? do have the Double yeah. Fantasy so, record, but I don't know if you're still it's pretty groovy right It's just like this kind of groovy, right? We're, yeah, we're moving our heads. All right, so everybody's bopping, right? Okay. Yeah. And so I, I really liked it, you know, and I've been walking to work and I've been listening to it and this jam is going on. It's like, hold on, John, hold on, John. And at the end of the song, this voice comes on and says, cookie. And then the song ends. What? <laughs> so you guys are not aware of this? No, Let me see if I can, can find you it. get to that point? Let me see if I can get to So. Say back to the what you, did you go too far? Okay, back it up. Try it again. Is it him saying cookie or is it Yoko? What? It's so weird. What is this one called? Is it called cookie? cookie? I mean, is there any foreshadowing to that? No. Pastry? Then you tell yourself just to hold on. So I, can, right, so. I can imagine you like with your headphones on having this sweet little like 
you know, and then chill, like, chill that walk, and it's like some and Cookie comes on, and you must like start looking around. I was like, like yeah, who's like, here? What right? Fuck is that? Yeah, yeah, that's that's. And then and then you're like, did I hear that? Is it gonna happen again? And then the song's over. I mean, it's a really short song, but um, so you guys are not aware of the Cookie song? No, I've never heard that. Oh. Okay, it's interesting. Yeah, this is but, news to me. Yeah, right. I, I, you know, and you know, it's funny. Like with my kids, I'm always trying to. Just get them to notice, like, who the Beatles are, who the Rolling Stones are, who Led Zeppelin is, like, who's this band on the radio, and things like that, which is always super important. Right. But um, that's just, you know, part of the cultural education of being a parent in 2018. All right. So, Lil, what um, what other projects are you working on? You're working on, I'd heard, I'd heard about maybe some rap or rhyming projects. Is there's, that happening? There's some things happening. So, the... The first thing I'm working, so yeah, so yeah, I've, I've been working with my boyfriend, who is a a rapper and beat maker from Windsor, uh, known as Jarve, in, yeah. in the music community, and he's uh, dope. We've been like working on some tracks together. Um, I haven't been rapping; that hasn't right. happened yet. You know, I probably could be talked into it, but I'm nervous. Um, but yeah, we've been doing kind of like some chill vibe stuff, which is really fun, and some of my music that I would consider folk music. He hears it and then throws a backbeat on it, and totally. all of a sudden it's like a classic hip hop sort of sound. So we listened to it. Did I tell you this yet? No. So we were listening to it, and I was fully ready to just open both barrels on it and just be like, "This is trash." And I started listening to it, and I was like, oh, "Fuck, this is actually pretty good." <laughs> I was starting to dig on it, and you know, and then I was like, I could totally actually hear the way it sort of sets up with that sort of groove. I was like, that could you could see one of your vocals laying on top of it as a as an I don't know what you would call that as an aside or mm -hmm. um, a counterpoint or something like that. I thought it was really interesting, and, and and I didn't know. And my and my question to you is, is that a is that a one off in the Burlington music scene, or are there is there a group of of bands that are doing similar stuff up there that that are feeding off of each other in that area? I would say like that specific type of music, something that you can make like alone by yourself in the basement, which yeah. is like what we've been doing. Right. You really don't have a huge like community of people doing the same thing as you because you really can do it all on your own. Unlike bands and things like when I'm working with Band of the Land, we need to at least organize at least three people to be in the same room. Right. And that, right. that can sometimes be a bit of a challenge, but just two people hanging out and then being able to do it all in one day, you yeah. know, that's so doable. Right. So, so doable. That's what we were, we were just having this conversation this weekend with a bunch of friends who like, they're going to go in the studio and, and my other friends like, well, how much, how much nowadays to, to make a record? Yeah. And you know, the first answer was, was 3000. Uh, you want to press vinyl? It's more like, like four to 5,000, that kind of thing. And I was talking about back in my day, there were all these little demo studios because it was before the device that we're currently using, GarageBand. That we could probably do on And the other iPhone. ones, the Cubase and the Power Tools and the, you know, all the other ones. Uh, so it's interesting that, like, yeah, you can have so much fun and you can get it out and it's... it's and it's done. And it's done. And it sounds <laughs> cool and it's great. Right. Yeah, it's so satisfying. It's like, yeah. oh, wow, we wrote this and it's recorded. You know, while you're writing it, you're recording it, which right. is... Something incredible to me right. because I you can work it out while you're while you're recording. Totally, and you can even like cut and paste stuff if you just want to loop one section forever. No one's fingers are getting tired. You know, you're just having <laughs> right. looping, looping, looping. Right. And you write what you want, and layering has been so awesome. Like right. you know, instead of rehearsing harmonies with someone over and over and over again, 
I hear another harmony in my head, we have like, you know, we have some stacks of like 12 of my harmonies on top of each other. And that's like harmonizing with yourself is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. We do three, um, takes of each different harmony I do. So if I sing a main vocal, then we got three of that. Then we do another harmony. We've got another three voices. Do another right. harmony. We got now. We got nine voices, right? And so on. So it's like, I don't know. We can really do it all, all on our own. With, and with an iMac and a couple nice mics and and, totally. and, your, and Bob's record. Now, Chicky, you said you guys are talking about making vinyl records today. Yeah. Well, the guy I was talking to in specific, uh, Galen Richmond. How you doing, Galen? Galen out there in up, uh, Portland, Maine. He's got a new band. He said bands forever. Um, but he does like. Um, He's an interesting guy. We should have him on the show. Totally. Time. And he's making vinyl records? He made a, a vinyl record for his one of his earlier projects, Computer at Sea. And it was <laughs> and it was just him, it. and he recorded it. And, and slapped it on some vinyl and put it out. And, yeah, and it was a couple grand. Are people doing that? Are people put... I mean, you're seeing vinyl from, from bar bands and... It is the, the second best-selling format of music distribution currently. What's the third? <laughs> CDs. CDs. Yeah, so it eclipsed CDs and sales. Now, it's, so it's, dwar- it's dwarfed by downloads, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. But but and then vinyl. But vinyl did eclipse CDs as, as a better selling format. That's really true. so. A couple things about vinyl. One, I, I actually did want to talk about vinyl today because, um, what my mother, who is now a volunteer in Tucson, Arizona, at the University of Arizona bookstore, or no, library. And mm-hmm. what they do primarily is they take donations and put it on eBay and sell it, hmm. whether it's books or vinyl. Wow. And they're actually, she's like, vinyl sells really well yes. on eBay. You yeah. like all this old stuff. And, and, and it's actually something now, like when somebody brings in a record collection, some, the volunteers are like, oh, sweet. Like we can make some, some cash there selling some old vinyl. And I've definitely seen vinyl, you know, in... Like Urban Outfitters, you know, yeah. Like new new acts are putting out vinyl, and it's expensive. Yeah, uh, yeah, and not... it's backlogged. Like getting vinyl printed can actually take some time because yeah, there's such a rush for it, and there aren't a ton of vinyl printing facilities. I mean, that's not something that's been in vogue for too long. Now. Right. Again, you know, it's definitely coming back. I there, there's you... my turntable up there. Back. As you can see, it's not getting a ton of use. Do you have a turntable? I don't, but I really should. Yeah. I really should. I have a lot of friends who are really into vinyl. And yeah. Like, I spend a fair amount of time at vinyl shops. Right. Often because they're conjoined with thrift stores sometimes, like right. Bookspieler and um, yes. in Montpelier is yeah. my favorite place in the whole world. Yeah, because place. Their vintage is amazing, but their vinyl collection is also huge. Yeah. And so it's just funny. Like, so, I mean, that little turntable, which I love, the downside of that is you have to plug it into a computer. What, what really? would be great is to have, yeah, because then you can. It's a USB. Yeah, it's a USB turntable. turntable. Right. But. For casual use, what you want is something that is has its speaker sure. built in, right? So mm-hmm. you just like it's all right there as one. Or remember, I like, have what I have is a, a Technics, and I have an old receiver. Which for some reason, the old receivers are the best. They never die. Yeah, they, they, they just go on die. forever. I think I still have one. They still sound great. Don't make them And I have a couple too. of bookshelf speakers. Yeah. And I probably have you know 150. Yeah. I'm trying actually with the vinyl thing. I should say. I'm trying to collect all of my old favorites. Mm. What, what, like, what is what? What is an old favorite for you? What are you looking for As right now? My number, one, my number one vinyl, and it's probably not because it's worth anything to anybody, but it's worth a lot to me, is a Brian Ferry record. 
Ooh. Boys and Girls. Yeah. I could listen to that record. On we, we could all talk about our Desert, our Desert Island records. Yeah, we could. If you want to, but we I don't can. know if you want to go there. Yeah. It's, it's deep. But I love that album, <laughs> and I'll, I can put it on whenever, and it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a Desert Island record? That's that's a hard thing to it ask a, me, because I don't... I I haven't grown up in the time period the of being time. you know, yeah. allowed just one album. I get right. to click back and forth. That's a really constantly. Yeah. That wow. being said, I do have like some favorite. That's a really, you know, good, that's a really forever good. albums that I'll always love. Like I know my first album, I would always want to have that with me. You know, yeah. I remember getting my first album. It was Blondie, No Exit. Really? Yeah, that was my first album, what and I thought. And awesome. also, that's I got awesome. a Santana album for Christmas, and yeah. I thought that was Christmas music for the longest time. I thought that <laughs> Santana was you got like, it at Christmas. yeah, yeah. I was listening to it under the tree, like, dang, this is so cool. Like, is never is heard Black Christmas Magic before. Woman one of the three <laughs> white people? Jury's <laughs> <laughs> still out on that. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a really interesting point. That like, when you grow up in the age of downloads, like you don't have that. Like, I got to listen to that album in its entirety. Um, yeah. Because that, you know, we definitely had that. I, you know, I didn't really come into album rock until a later age, but they're definitely, I mean, mine would be this album by Big Head Todd and the Monsters called Midnight Radio. Okay. And Big Head Todd was a... I have a soft spot for those guys whenever they I, come on the radio. I have like, a hey. soft spot for their old stuff. I think their new stuff is not... Great. Were they Colorado? They were. And so that was right, the thing. Right. So I actually, I actually, the first time I ever really saw a live band was in the frat house basement. And it was <laughs> Big Head Todd and the Monsters playing Stevie Ravon cover tunes. Right. And I was like, this is the best band I've ever yeah, seen in my life. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> this is my best, the best night in my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then as I was getting older, they were sort of on their rise. And um, and, and Midnight Radio was recorded, it was it was basically an album that they culled out of like five or six years of live performances around the Rocky Mountain West yeah. and created one like epic live album. So it wasn't like, it sounded like one performance, but it was actually chopped together from a bunch and it was it was awesome. I mean, it's still a great album. And all of these albums that we're talking about, we're going to link them on our website. Right. Right? This is this Like the, we always do. <laughs> <laughs> But so we always say we're going to link a bunch of shit on there. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting. And, uh, you know, on that vinyl note, um, yeah, you know, and the reason I was thinking about vinyl is because I've been selling, I've been selling shit on eBay. I've been set, I sold some comic books that I've been carting around for fucking a thousand years that I collected when I was in junior high. Yeah. And I sold a Black Panther comic book. Wow. Yeah. I no, sold that's two Black cool. Panther comic books, actually. And then uh, I actually then sold an X Men comic book today, and they're selling for like good timing, Drew. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're selling for like, you know, between forty and sixty bucks a piece for like twenty five cent, right? Which is a good, which is a good markup, but it doesn't include the like thousand times I've moved them and paid new shares sure. and all that other shit. Sure. But but it's been interesting, you know. You put them on eBay and you kind of see how it goes. And... Well, it's interesting. Back to the to the to the record thing, because my store is. Exile on Main Street. Oh, which is great. And Barry. Yeah. Um, and they're definitely like, they, I mean, they have a lot of vinyl out on the floor. And right. But I think. But that, is it new vinyl or is it like classic old vinyl? They they sell new vinyl. Yeah. Um, but just tons of classic old vinyl and yeah. mostly rock, still some soul, still some R and B, still some like folk and jazz and stuff like that. Yeah, but, that apparently sells. But right. I talk, you know, I talk to the guys from time to time and and. They say, you know, one of the things that keeps us afloat, in addition to, to Barry 
rent being so cheap, and I think they bought the building. They probably did. Yeah, so they, you know, they're not going anywhere for a long time. But they'll like buy estates. Yeah. Of of albums. Yeah. And people will call them up and say, "Oh my, you know, my dad or was we just collecting all this stuff," and they're like, "Yeah, I'll give you five hundred bucks for the lot." Correct. And then they sort through them. And because of their institutional knowledge about what what yep. goes and what doesn't, <laughs> yeah. they you know sell this white album, which is a first pressing, yeah, for a couple hundred bucks, yeah, and they make money. They're and not making any more of it and stay afloat doing yeah. doing that. Isn't that interesting? I yeah, that super fascinating. Yeah, you. I mean, you've got to when you're when you're doing a record store like that, or probably even a bookstore like that too. Well, it's just interesting. Like in my world, you know of sort of specialty outdoor retail, the reality is it's all these mom and pop stores that are thriving are yeah. thriving because they're also selling shit online. Right. <laughs> right. Like yeah. they're not I mean, they're they're doing it all. And you know, they're not they're not conceding anything to Amazon. And what's <clears throat> what's really interesting is is retail is kind of you know, well special specialty retail, putting the special back in specialty, great retail stores are gonna survive. Like places that you love to go. Shitty retail stores are toast. Like, there's yes, just no... Exactly. And they should be. Yeah. Like, there's just, like, why would you go to a shitty retail store when you can buy the same thing online, you know? Uh, but it, it is great to... Uh, yeah, the, what, what is it? The, the, the Diamond Mall in Rutland is dying or something like is that? Is it really? Yeah, they have a few stores and, like, all of their little anchor it's, stores in their mall are... The outlets. I mean, really. Malls are horrible. Malls are horrible. I don't yeah. like them. Nobody does. I never want to go in one ever. I yeah. would so much rather shop from my bed. Right. Well, I think that Unless you're in a... good shape because I think they're all going to die out. Yeah. 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 And outlet stores are the same way. It's like, why would you go to get a discount when you can get the discount online and not have to wade through shit? Right. But, I do um, like a carefully curated store, though. Like, correct. If you're going to actually yeah. sorted your vinyl, and there's pretty little decorations on all the tabs that I'm going through. Like, like, like Bookspieler, right? Yeah, that totally. place is fabulous. Totally. Right? And you Burlington can do has different some great things ones there. Too. I mean, there's, yeah. totally. there's at least three that I, two that I can think of. Yeah. What are the ones in Burlington? Gosh, names. I don't know. There's a one off Church <laughs> Street. There's two off Church Street. Yeah. Yeah. Is Pure Pop still there? Uh, yes, but are they still in Church Street? I don't, I don't know. Okay. There's one down by um, on on uh, Pine Street too, that just relocated. Yeah. Took over where um, back. Mm, no, that's not the name of it. I don't know. Exactly. I, I do know that. Saturday Street Jean used to be there. I love going to Church Street, and I love just like wading into those stores. There's like one store that seems like it's a cooking store, but it's like it's so gigantic inside. Yeah, that's like Homeport. Homeport is that mm-hmm. what it is? I love yeah. that place. You buy everything from yeah, you buy everything. hot sauce to like beaded curtains. Yeah, there's yeah. like it's really lampshades. For sure. And then there was Definitely. there's a bunch of lamp shop for that. Or like we should have. I, I always say about I always say about living in the Mad River Valley is that it's a great place to live, but it's about an hour if you need to buy a lampshade. <laughs> <laughs> that is and every, I think everybody is like, oh, I get it. You could probably get some socks and, and, and a lot of good food, but you, you yeah. can't you can't get a lampshade. You gotta drive. That's awesome. All right. So, okay. So, Lil, you're like, um, oh, wait, oh, Chicky's going to the bathroom. We can't play the game yet, then. We're going to have to wait. Let's talk about my other project. All right, let's talk about your other project. Yeah, I'm, uh, like, spearheading this new performance art project, which is, like, very different than the things I've been doing. Closer to the band and land stuff, but it's a mix of, like, folk and soul and a little bit of, like, chant and poetry with dancers. So we're talking harp, cello, violin, vocals dancers fantastic i love the performance art so wait so is that something that you're doing through school or is this something that you're building your own 
seen for? I guess, and the question would be, where do you, where are you going to perform it? Yeah, so that's that's been something that like has really been crossing my mind. Today I was in like the Fleming Museum at UVM, which has this like beautiful marble hall, mm -hmm. great acoustics, and like what I'd really like to be able to do is perform in in churches and town halls yeah. around like Vermont, yeah, um, and and other cool acoustic spaces. But I really want to be able to perform without microphones. I want nice. it to be a my voice to your ear experience, yeah. you know. And so, so that's a great question, like. Where did that idea come from? Was it just, was it just like how do I get away from the mic, or was it just like well I'm doing enough mic stuff and this is going to balance out that side of my brain? This music specifically for me is it's kind of my diary on steroids. It's stuff that didn't fit into band land that doesn't right. fit into like this like new kind of hip hop sound thing. It's right. it's my music that has come to me directly and I need to express it somehow. Yeah, I agree. You know, and harp was something that my mind went to instantly. I was like, I want something a little ethereal. Yeah. Uh, so it's been, you know, I'm scoring it right now for cello and violin and I've been working with a harpist for several months now. Really? Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to get this off the ground kind of probably in the fall. I'm applying for a bunch of grants right now trying to get this like really going. Wait, so like are the grants, um, like rural performance grants or are they artists? You know, there's a fair amount of like grants available. There are a Vermont. lot of grants available. That's the thing. It's like, you know, 500 bucks here, 500 bucks there. It adds up. But I guess the question is, is it, is it a grant? For the art, or is it a grant for the audience? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, I think primarily it'll be me trying to find money to pay musicians because I really want them right. to know their time is valued by me. You know, right. I, I want to um, put Say on a it, sister. Yeah, yeah. Want, you know, I want people to pay musicians. Great. I want you to yes. pay your photographers. I want you yeah. to value these people's times and expertise because a lot goes into curating that art form yeah totally um and to be taken seriously in the music world i want to be able to do that too you know yeah. i'm not just like some kid who's gonna like ask you to play and never pay you that's right. you know i don't want to be that person. i can i can do that yeah there we go so <laughs> and a half i really i'm really looking forward to this project it'll definitely be something super different just like yeah i don't think there's anyone doing that you know right I, now i mean you never know in burlington that i've seen I've definitely, you know, I've been around a fair amount of performance art. My sister went to Cal Arts in Los mm -hmm. Angeles, which was in like right in the heyday of performance art. But you're right, like it's not a, it's not a normal like. Hey, oh yeah, you you're weird. Go down and check out the performance art. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> you it's, know, it's a bigger, it's a bigger thing, you know. Um, but I have a question. Like, where did you? Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, you've you've been engaged in some art and music communities did you see somebody do it and you're like i would love some point in my life to be able to do something like that or is it just something like it's just kind of been rolling around in your head nothing like that i think just the original music that i had made had piled up the stuff that had never gotten performed has piled up to yeah. this point where it's like well somebody i want somebody to hear it and yeah i want it i want to make that noise i want people to have the option to hear it yeah so uh yeah i don't know it's kind of just manifested Manifested. I it's like manifested. It. Yeah. Kind of like the pod. That's kind of how, like that. I mean, it's not like we heard. Actually, I'd never even heard a podcast before Chicken and I started this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. There's only there's only like one or two out there. Right. There's, yeah. There's not there's only one or two. Yeah. We're 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 on the tops. So. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, did you hear the Mark Marin Neil Patrick Harris podcast? You betcha. It was so good. Yeah. It really was great. That guy's. Yeah. They're both great. They, that was a. I mean. It's just really interesting, um, and and I and I, it's funny because I think that's where he talks about using GarageBand. Um, yeah, he, he has no engineer, and he's just like doing yeah. it in his garage, and 
It's awesome. He's got basically the whole world like walking in to talk to him, which is awesome. People are people are going after him to get on the podcast, and they which is like and and like yeah, yeah. He has a TV show right now, right? You glow. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? It's the it's the women's. Well, program. no, he, no, he's got his own. He had his own like IFC show, I think. Oh, on and um, then he's also acting on on the, the wrestling. I know, see okay. the wrestling thing, and it's funny. I saw Glow, and he was so fucking funny. I was like, who who is that guy? And then and then from there, I've learned who he was, and he's just. He's perfect in that part. He's just fantastic. My plastic glass of wine is empty. Do you want a beer? Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, all right. So I have a quick game for Thank you, you, right? And and because we we do you like, love your games, man. I do like my games. Hats off. And and so well done. and so the game of today is because Lil is like somewhere between a semester and a year away from being done with college, right? For sure. Yeah. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was was starting to think about like, all right, so when was I like between a semester and a year done with college? And that was 1988. Okay. Which is a long fucking time ago. Mm -hmm. But um, so I have a quick game called Who the Hell is This and Why Should I Care? (laughs) Right. And I'll give you a name. And then you have to tell me from 1988 who I they are. It oh, sounds geez. like there's like the at the house band should should play something right now. Yeah. Dun 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 Who the hell right. is who the hell is this and why should I care? All right. Okay. And so, uh, so these will be easier for you because you're older. So I give you the easy ones, Drew. That's. I don't know. This predates me. So uh, well, here's here's an easy. I think this is pretty easy from 1988. Um, so the first one is Rick Astley. Who is that and why should I care? Right, exactly. That's it. That's the sound effect. That's the sound effect. Um, do you know who that is? No, I don't. Never heard that name. Hold on. Can that be the answer to every question? Yeah. Who and is, you win? Who is this? And why <laughs> right, should I, care? Right, right. I feel like I get all you the points. You can just do that? Yeah. That'd be great. Actually, I think that's fine. Like, okay. You do get full amount of points for that. Great. Okay. Um, and that everybody can win. And and you know who it is, right? Rick Astley. What, but why from 1988? Why why would you care about 1988? And Rick uh, I think I know where this game is going because I know a little bit about this this guy. Yeah. He was a terrible pop singer. He was. In the he 80s. is. He may still be. Well, no, he's doing something now, and it's not terrible pop. I. Who knows? Yeah. But his name has come back in the news, and I cannot remember why. Well, Rick Astley um, recorded in 1988. Never gonna give you up. Correct. Right? Never okay. gonna give you up. I know that. Never gonna let you down. Right. Never gonna let you down. And so you know, and then that became like a massive internet prank. Right. Rick, oh. Rick Roll. Yes. Right? What? Rick, Rick okay. 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 You know, I know that. You know what Rick Rolls? No. Are? So like when I send you an email and it's like Chicky, check out the link to this band we're gonna see this week, and like you click on the link and it goes to a video of, and it's Rick Astley doing Never Gonna Give You Up. Oh, and I've it's really no one's ever sent me that. I'll break rolling sometime. It's, Can't wait. It's really fun. Can't wait. But um, but yeah, it's like it's like half of Facebook traffic. At this yeah, some good there. trolling right there. Yeah, it's excellent. All right, so, well, you have a point now, right? That's one In the point. game. That's one point. All right, one point. Yeah, exactly. So 1988. Uh, the next one is Alf. That rings a bell. <laughs> but who is that? Why should I care? <laughs> You won again! Oh my god, this is going so well. I'm so good at this. This is really good. Alright, so Alf, do you remember who Alf is? Alien Lifeform. 
Exactly. Wow. Yeah, he was a uh, he was on uh, NBC. It was uh, a Wait, that's a not puppet. a Muppet? Yeah, he's yes. a Muppet. Oh, it yeah, is yeah. a Muppet. I yeah. thought there couldn't be that couldn't be the answer. It's yeah. a Muppet. But it was amazing. <laughs> it was a you know, well first of all, it's like amazing to think that there used to be like three channels where you could watch shows. And so though that's where you would watch shows, not like the seven billion shows that are on. Right. And or just Netflix. Not only on three show with three channels, one of them would be so bad that it would be about a Muppet playing an alien who lands with a family and is like the centerpiece of that show. What? It's terrible. I have it was a, ridiculous. I have and a, it was and, and just so you know, that was one of the top ten shows of nineteen eighty. That says a lot. Yeah, it really does. It was yeah, it was terrible programming. And it was lowest common denominator because they were one of three <laughs> shows. four shows that you could With see that night. Muppets. Right. <laughs> and who doesn't love Muppets? All right. I have to say though that modern like I sound so old saying, you know, modern television, blah, 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 blah. But, like, you know, all the streaming services and everything that you can get, sometimes I feel like I'm walking into a diner and they have, like, 300 items you can yeah. choose from to eat. You could have swordfish or you could have, like, tapioca, you know? It's amazing. I mean, And a lot of times I'm like, I don't know what to do. I feel so morally superior because I refuse to have, like, a TV in my house. But I have Netflix. But exactly. Like, I'm not fooling anyone. Yeah. I watch But you can say now. that you don't have a yeah, TV I in your house. Yeah, I watch TV. Which is which awesome. Is true. Yeah. I don't watch TV on a TV. Right. But yeah. I watch a stupid amount of YouTube and Netflix, so it's thank, like... Thank you for admitting that. I will. I will fess When up. people say, like... It's still a cool thing Well, I don't say. have a TV, and usually my response is, well, what do you watch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're using your iPhone? Who are you? Because, because that's really what's going on there. All right. Here's another one for you. Okay. Jessica Rabbit. I know who she is because I'm a redhead. Oh, yeah. So I know oh. who that is. And I once had a sleepover at Sandy and Kirsten's and we watched some movie with Jessica Rabbit. Who it. framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Which is also a bizarre. She wears the red gloves and the purple dress and has the stupid. But she's a cartoon. Yeah. In a movie with. A, a rabbit. A rabbit and humans right it was a live action animation mixed film yeah wow. yeah yeah Weird. and it was really like and very progressive and really well received like critically there's was, a scene yeah. at a car wash i remember that Probably. vividly yeah. and I, my guess is there's a lot of like dirty joke subtext to that movie yeah because look at jessica rabbit she's not a pc yeah. character there's like some line like I'm not dirty. I'm just drawn that way, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like is that it? Right? Oh, Jessica, she's I made believe. this way. Right, that's right. I could be wrong about this, and and you know, you can call the show if <laughs> if I'm wrong. If you could find the number. If you could find the number, <laughs> but I think that she was voiced by Kathleen Turner. Oh, that could be. Yeah. Yeah, known from *Romancing the Stone*, but Correct. really *Body Heat*. Was yeah, really, that was, that was, that was one of the first one with William Hurt. One of the best band names I've ever heard of was Kathleen Turner Overdrive. <laughs> yeah. I love band names that make me laugh. Um, we should have we should have a game about band names. Uh, we, yeah, we should. I think we did. Yes. All right, here's another one for you. Again, we have to write things down. All right, once again, 1988. Yep. Rob and Fab. This is kind of, and then I'll give you a clue. Oh, you already know. Bob and Fab. All right. Then the second, the first clue is Millie Vanilli. But then, but the question is, is who are they and why should I care? I still don't know. This, you're, you're but that, was, right that wasn't the clue. That was the name. Well, but why should you care But from that year? Who is what that about, why should I care? 
Who is that? Ding, 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 yeah, why should I? Um, they were Millie Vanilli. They were a pop duo. Yes. I believe they were French, but I'm not sure. I think that's true. I'm not sure either. Uh, and they were famous because they won the Grammy Award for Best New Artist. Nice. Okay. However, in, in however, yes. wow, they, did, they did not sing the vocals on their record. Any of them. They were just the front men of the group, and everyone believed. Do they lip sync? Correct. That was they totally a thing in the 80s. The drummers yeah, yeah. were doing that all the time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, okay. so the next You're logical cute. step was, why do we need them to sing ever, even on the record? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Right. So they were busted for that. Right. Um, now, what China I don't know. that with children singing the national anthem. Fun fact. Who does that? Wait, what's China. That? They they have little the cutest little girls stand out front and lip sync, and then they have whoever else is singing it in the back. Mm-hmm. I saw them beaming about it once. I'm sure it's true. I feel like the every time I see, you know, it's funny. I feel like every time I see a musical performance on a television show like the Oscars or right. the national anthem, I assume that they're always lip syncing. Beyonce right. is not doing that. No, they did not pay no, her enough no, for that. No way. No, no way. She's she was pregnant. Right. Although I will she say no like. Way. She I just want to be clear huh. that we're not insulting Beyonce. Because, no, we love her. Because I've heard that if you insult Beyonce online, then you will be assaulted by. There's like a Bjarmi? I would bet. Or something like that. Or they're going to sting you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like she, she has a lot of rabid fans. Not that they're rabid, they're just so passionate. And then we don't want to offend I'm gonna her. Say, I'm going to say hands down that she's the best in the business. She's amazing. Which amazing. Business? Beyonce. Amazing. Which business? Music business. Well, the music business. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> It could be just business. Just being fabulous. She's the best. She is definitely. That's a business. That is extremely a that, fabulous. Yeah, she wins. Yeah. Okay, here you go. One more. Okay. Uh, and this is... Hold her. on. You're 444. Four, four. I am. So to go, un- to go undefeated, you have to get this one right. You're right. Okay. So 1988, 1988, Penny Marshall. Who is that? And why should I care? Ding, 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 ding. I win. Oh, my God. The game is so great, Drew. <laughs> so great. Um, Jakey? She was either Laverne or Shirley. She was Laverne, I believe. Right. But and not she, in 1988. But but she also, Bobang, uh, went on to direct films. That is correct. And I'm dredging my brain right now to think of any of the films. Okay, so in 1988, she directed the movie Big with Tom Hanks, where he was... Okay. Like, that's a weird movie. Weird movie. Yeah, right? yeah that weird. is a weird but, movie. But it was really... I showed it to the kids. They were like, yeah. I, I remember it kind of blew my mind because it was kind of the movie where you sort of realize that everybody's a certain age, you know, and they sort of are. Like you meet 10-year-old kids that are really 60 and you meet 60-year-old people that are really 14. And you meet, you know, most guys who are like 15 for their whole lives. But at the same point, you know, big... Yeah, this is an interesting statement, statement you're making here about people and, well, and but it's, I where think they land. I think it's true. But so Penny Marshall was the first female director to uh, direct a film and gross more than $100 million on the film. So she wow. was the first woman to just be like, actually, I'm going to just make a movie and make a ton of money. Um, yeah. But I will say, one of the things is I was looking that up. Uh, a couple of the actors who were uh, dinged on that role that for Tom Hanks, you know, like Tom Hanks shrinking down to a little kid and yeah. you know, going back. Or no, he was a little kid who grew up to be an adult but had that little kid. Um, 
in him, in him, right? Am I explaining that right? He's a what, child, what but he grows into a man's body, but he's still like a kid. Right. Yeah, so because he's, he's like, like I, I just want to be, I just want to be, older. I just want to be big. I just want to be big. Right. right. Yeah, That's right. his wish. Right. So the first one I saw was Robin Williams. Oh, you know, and like course. obviously, like that's an easy one. You know, the second one was Jeff Bridges. What? Right? Have you heard the sleep tapes? The what? The sleep tapes. Jeff Bridges sleep tapes. No, no. It is the most incredible piece of audio material I've ever heard. I've listened to it maybe like twenty times. Like the dude. Yes, like Jeff Bridges. He has this this program. <laughs> it's like I think it's like an hour long where he just like. Talks at you really softly. Wow! Kind of some noises, and he talks with his wife a little bit, and there's a little bit of music and sounds of children playing, and him just going, "Hmm." It's really quite pleasant. <laughs> oh, I have fallen asleep to it many times. The sleep wait. tapes are beautiful. But they're not tapes. You're listening to it on Spotify. No, it's like you know, I had it on my iTunes. Someone downloaded it for me. It was like the Jeff Bridges sleep tapes. Yeah, check was it out. It, but was it, it something like he was marketing? Like he produced them and like yeah he made it all himself you know he did it on his own time like he made this <laughs> amazing thing the sleep tapes and uh i love it I'm i feel with like it. yeah he's amazing smokes a ton of weed for sure right i would assume you like have to to make as much weed tapes. as as he can get when he's breathing he's smoking i know right? yeah. other other than like ambition and stuff i don't think there's a lot of difference between him and the dude yeah, I agree. You know he what I mean? He's an Iron Man, though, and he's a bad guy in that. Yeah. I know. That's what I know about But him. I bet he did that in, like, three afternoons. I don't think that took... He's also, like, he's a, he's a child actor. He was, he was. an actor from, really? like, when he was, like, ten. Because his dad, Lloyd Bridges, was, like, a was a black and white, like, heartthrob. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, actually, Jeff Bridges was, like, on Sea Hunt or something We're, like that. Exactly. In the day when he was, like, this big. Yeah, <laughs> he and his brother. You gotta check out the sleep tapes. I can't believe you've never heard of them. The sleep tapes. I'm, I'm, I'm totally into it. Yeah, we'll link it on the on the website. <laughs> when my ex boyfriend was painting your house, he was listening to so much of the sleep tapes. Is that why he was painting the same stretches? Probably. Over I mean, and over? he's not a great worker. <laughs> wherever you are, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing well wherever you are. He was uh, he was a good guy to have around. He didn't get a ton of pain that way. No, I'm not that surprised. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I actually I have I have um. I have one more 1988. Who are they and why should I care? And Hold on. Lightning round. Ooh. Oh, lightning round. Yeah, this is all around. Well, I only really have only really have really one more. Okay. But um uh it's Murphy Brown. So who is that and why should I care? I definitely have heard so that name before. There's a so. super loophole in this game, just so you know. What is that? Do you well, can you see you just say, say, you say, say the name yeah, of the yeah. show and you get a point? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Dang it. But handing it over you'll fix it. You'll the fix expert it. of the 1980s, it seems. Murphy Brown was a television show. Okay. With, oh God, Bubba. <laughs> that was her name. Oh my God, I don't remember the actress's name. Candace Bergen. Candace Bergen, thank you. Yeah. Also, a uh, famous Hollywood family. Really? Edgar Bergen, I believe, was her father's name. And I'm going to say that he was a ventriloquist, but I'm not really sure. Wow. I, don't getting, think, I don't think that's It's getting correct. really weird. Strange household. I think that's not correct. But whatever. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> oh, that, that could be the next game. Yeah. Because I, I could just say things correct. and you go, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I not, that. that's not really correct. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. It was a television show. It was. Yeah. So, and Murphy Brown, actually, it, uh, it debuted in 1988. And it was a really long-running show. And she was playing. It was like a... Uh, 
a female lead playing a, a tough career TV reporter right. in an era where that just didn't really happen. And and they hit, and if, if I'm not mistaken, they hit like a lot of, you know, it was like, that was an era where like you had these. Like, was she like a, was she a mom? Like single mom I, in the I show don't or think something? She, I don't think she was married. Oh, which really? I think made it even more like, whoa. But now that you describe it, it almost sounds like the, the, the next logical step from Mary Tyler Moore show. It is. But it took 15 years. Right. You know? I mean, of course. That's yeah. the thing. It's like, it did happen, but it was a long way away. And All these things happen slowly. You know, I mean, that was, you know, the other one that I had on this was Michael Dukakis, um, yes. which, who lost to George Bush that year. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, the 80s were fucking weird. You know, like let's. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Like the Reagan years, and you know, we went from crappy, overproduced music to awesome punk rock. Like we don't need electrical anything. Yeah, um, and then came out of it. And it was just. It was a really strange kind of. You gotta hit of. rock bottom before you get up again. I think that maybe a lot that's of things it. you get to the extreme yeah. of the just like oh god how did we get here and then yeah. everyone's like let's go back to the roots yeah let's get out of this. Well, that's an interesting thing because like you know you talk about like the music from the eighties and, and yeah. you know that's you know that was my era yeah and some of my favorite stuff obviously yeah. Clash. Yeah, Talking Heads. I do love some disco too. So, well, here's say, the question. Like, that's grew. sure. The 70s. There's, yeah, there's that's good true. Stuff okay. too. There's it good. runs into the beginning of the eighties. But is there like is there any of the that old stuff, eighties, late seventies that's like you listen to that you like and and you think it's probably? Great. But to be totally honest, I never really look at the dates in the music. That right, I'm right. Into, you know, like I'll know like oh, so this is from. My parents, this is like yeah. something I heard yeah. through them, or this is an artist that I've heard through them, and then I'm finding some of their more, for me, more underground stuff, you know? I yeah, and did they play a lot of music in the, in the house growing up, all that kind of thing? Yeah, but I grew up with, like, <laughs> a pretty Vermonty mix. <laughs> I remember, you know, there was, was a lot of fish. It was not a high-five, not a high-five. There was a lot of fish in my childhood. The song Farmhouse was a reoccurring yeah. thing because we'd vacuum all the flies out of the window. Dad, Dad <laughs> the would put that flies. song, yeah, Dad would yeah. put that song on repeat. Uh, so there was some fish. Yeah. There was a lot of like Emmy Lou Harris and Iris Dement and oh, Greg Brown sure. and Santana and Blondie and Christmas music. Chris, Greg, yeah, my Christmas music. Greg Brown. Christmas. Yeah, Greg I love Greg, Greg, Greg Brown. Taj Mahal. Um, yeah. Taj Mahal. Dad also had this like Western phase. We listened to a lot of yeah. you know Americana Western. I think that was never the, really country. I mean, it was definitely country, not pop country. We yeah. never really got no, no, into no. Pop it was country, like it was it was traditional country, old country. You know the you know Bob Wills, the Texas right. player, and also of course oh, Bob Dylan really and stuff. Neil Young and yeah. all that stuff. That was there too. Well, so it's interesting. Like you know when uh, when Bear and I were still living in Wyoming, and your dad was coming out, and so he and I actually started to play guitar at about the same time. And like when we started to dick around with the guitar. The joke was we were going to start a band called the Neil Youngs. And all we would do was just play Neil Young stuff. And because that was the songbook that he had and the songbook that we had and we would play it together. And then when we were living, and then I started sending your brother a bunch of the Bob Will stuff because it was also really easy to play. And, and so, the Texas Playboys. Right? The Texas Playboys. So yeah. it's, it's like great, great country, great, easy to sing, easy to like hit the chords, just kind of good chord progression, work your way through it. Um, but here's a question for Chicky. Like, this is like Will and I will sort of ambush you on this. As a guy who grew up in Maine, have you ever heard of Judd Strunk? No, no, no. Well, interesting. 
Check. <laughs> I hung out with Mason this past weekend. You did? I did, yeah. Really? Yeah, it was fun to see him. Uh, is that the first time you've seen him? In I haven't seen him in three years. He visited me at Berkeley last time. This is my grandmother's okay. brother's grandson. All right, so... Judd Strunk. So, who Judd was Strunk. he? Who so, is he and why should I care? Right, who is he and why should I care? And it's funny, like 1988... That's interesting. I think he passed. Who is Judd Strunk? So Judd Strunk was really sort of the um, the living too fast, dying too young rock star of Maine, and he had a place. And they folk, you know, really folk. He uh, he was was a folk guy. He was folk guys. He was on. He lived up in an octagonal cabin uh, up outside of Sugarloaf, and flew a open cockpit biplane around New England. He was on Hee Haw multiple times. He opened up for Glenn Campbell. He hit the top ten of the American he hit the and top Canadian 10. charts all the time. And and it's funny, like when you and he played at the at the bag up at Sugarloaf all the time. And okay. like of a certain generation in Maine, if you mentioned like oh. like that's where like you know, I went to a Judge Strunk show. That was the first time I smoked marijuana. Whatever it is, like, <laughs> there's I'm, a vague, there's a vague memory of right? people talking about a guy. And he had, and he, had, bag. and he was a uh, storyteller performer, right? So he would a lot play, of comedy too. A lot of comedy. He would play a song, uh, and I, I, I assume, I mean, he had the band, like the Jug band, right? But he, I think, he also played solo a lot. And um, Daisy a Day was his big hit. Correct. And then and Biggest Parakeets in Town is also the second one that comes up on my <laughs> YouTube searches of him. That's, yeah, that's yeah, and you can you can find links to these. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. And it's, and it's great. We'll and so, link them below. And so, Lil's grandmother and my mother-in-law is a strunk. She's on the strunk side of the family. Oh, so, so there's a relation. So Judd yes. was Judd was her brother, and then he he perished giving rides in his open cockpit biplane at the Portland airport. Oh. And that's pretty crazy, but I gotta say it kind of connects to like my favorite fact about him, which is that on Apollo Mission 18, his song Daisy a Day was the very first song ever played on the moon. What? Yeah. Whoa! No, it's not yeah, true. Yeah, VHS that... It's totally true. You can look it up. We'll Google that. Yeah. Apollo 18. I did not know that. went a cassette of Daisy a Day and it was played on yeah. the surface of the moon. Not within within the space shuttle because you actually can't hear things on the moon because there's no air, so you can't, <laughs> there's no sound vibrations, right. but... Regardless. Right. right. But that's still pretty rad. And, and you know, it's funny. Like, like Judd and the Judd Band, I have um, somewhere their, one of their live performances. And it's fucking awesome. I mean, it's it's a great it's a great thing. And then, so... It's like one on Johnny Carson, too, I think. Yeah, I think he was on Carson. He was... No, uh, well, I don't know if it was Johnny Carson. He was a huge um, uh, favorite of Merv Griffin, which was kind of a Johnny Carson parallel in that okay. same era. Okay, all right. And on Hee Haw a bunch of times. And uh, anyway, there are certainly like, like in certain crowds in Maine of a certain age, if you mention Judge Strunk, like their eyes light up like nothing you've ever seen. And actually at the bag right now um, in Sugarloaf, there's a lot of Judge Strunk stuff on the wall. And Uncle Al, who played in his band who passed last year, I think, mm-hmm. now is on a Sugarloaf sticker. Have you seen that sticker? It's actually on the back of my car. The Uncle the Uncle Al sticker is a triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty great. I'm trying you know, to get Mason up here. I would like, and so Mason is Judd's grandson. Okay. And he goes to UVM with me. Yeah, that's correct. And no so, way. Yeah, yeah, totally small he's world. A, he's a freshman. That's why your daughter should come. Yeah, I know. UVM. Work on her. Try, um, I'm trying to create the entire family there. And so, and then his dad, Jeffrey, is one of the co-owners of The Rack, 
up at Sugarloaf. Okay. Which is a great band venue. Okay, I've been there. Yes, you we have. have. And Mason grew up playing there as like a awesome mandolin player. As a as a wee lad. Wow. Playing strong family. The strong yeah. family. Yeah. Strong blood. Strong. strong. Blood. Now there, well, there's a there's a couple other <laughs> strong, famous strong. kind of either old timey or country musicians from Maine. Yeah. And the one that I immediately thought of when you guys were talking about this is Dick Curlis. I don't know who that is, but Dick Curlis's biggest hit was a tombstone every mile. Oof. And it was written by Dan Fulkerson and it was released in January nineteen sixty five. Wow. Uh the song so these... at number five for two weeks and it's been a total of seventeen weeks on the top country chart. So yeah. that's and that's a little pre Judd, you know. Judd was up and you know so we went up to Sugarloaf not this winter but last winter and and saw those guys up there and which is always fascinating and like went to the octagonal cabin and they were telling me stories like basically so Judd had three sons, yeah. um, you know, and uh and went on tour and left them there by themselves. <laughs> and then they would ride their horse down into town to get food because they had charge accounts at like the middle of nowhere stores up there. And they were essentially raised by themselves. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's a crazy fucking thing. Um, yeah, free range parents. Free range children. Yeah. And there's some good pictures of the kids in the back oh, of the limos. Dad yeah. said he has memories of being back in the limos with the boys. Uh, what limos? Right. I don't see He has two. Have you not seen them? They're actually at the octagonal house. They're parked in a big shed. There's a couple tarps over him, but he's got two limos. limos. Yeah. Oh, I have not seen Yeah, those. no, he could travel in style, but the biplane was more his thing, which the eventually was. was the downfall. Yeah, it is, unfortunately. And it's interesting. Like, my recollection of that is he was giving rides to people at the Portland Jetport, and he was going to take his kids up next. Yeah, that's and crazy. Then he, and he took off, and at, on takeoff, it kind of stalled and crashed. Whoa. Yeah. And I heard rumors that it was a heart attack, though. It could have been. You know, I don't know. I mean, Those could cause each other. I would yeah. have a heart attack. <laughs> well, you know, we, 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 I don't know if I told you this, but we have some main listeners of the podcast. Well, ah. so send, 50%? send us on uh, <laughs> Twitter or uh, whatever. Go to the link. Go to the link. Go to the bio. link. And if you know something about Judd Strunk or yeah. his uh, shows at the bag, yeah. then then give us a recall. Or if you have a Maybe you have a picture. Story. Maybe you have. Yeah. Maybe you got a picture. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. I mean, it's it's a really it's funny. It's a it's a ton of. I mean, you guys know how it is. Like, there's certain crowds you walk into, and to be able to drop a name that gives you some street cred is always never fun. Never hurts. Do. It never hurts. Well, and like, sometimes. and honestly, the Judd Strunk <laughs> one, like, when you mention Judd Strunk to the right person, like. That's a huge grandparents. It's a oh, it kills yeah. people for me. I mean, I'm just like oh yeah. I, no, I've met people who are right. like they're just like I mean they they jump out of their seats. I mean we gotta get some video of this guy. We gotta get a vinyl of this. Do we not is. have that? Uh, uh, I did. Somebody was right, like eBay. on TV we need a link or the bio. like because you know way back when like lots of local television shows used to have right. music right they might still have music them. shows. I would love yeah. to see. Daisy Day was on. I would love to see the Hee Haw. Or Murphy oh yeah, the guy who's on Hee Haw. Like somewhere, somewhere, somebody you know that's on that's something. You know. I'd love to see an interview. I've never seen an interview of him, so I've never heard his voice yeah. talking before. Yeah. And I'd have, really love to hear that. We have got to get an intern on this podcast. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean the workload is just piling up, right? It's right. ridiculous. Yeah, send it. Send it to intern. We need at superlocal.com. <laughs> oh, uh, do you, uh, do you need college credit or something? Because I'm sure we could sign up. No, she's trying. I'm trying to dodge. She's a no. I'm trying to postpone my graduation <laughs> as long as I can. 
Okay, well, hold on. Let's, let's get back to you because you're, you're in college, right? Yes. And you've got a, a little ways to go. Yes. But what's what's going to happen with college and the band? Yeah, oh. so I, I always say what are, the, what are the goals? What's a five-year plan here? I'm an anthropology major with a music minor. Completed mm-hmm. my music minor like last year because I went to Berkeley College of Music for my first year of school and got all my music credits basically and then transferred to UVM. Yeah. My hope is to never use my degree for anything. Yeah, in particular, I hope that no one ever hires me after my degree. I want to be a performer and a photographer. I don't want to. I don't want people to be like, "Oh, she got A's in anthropology at UVM. She seems like a good cookie." Yeah, you know what? It's funny. Like, I'm actually totally, <laughs> totally comfortable with that. For anyone that didn't hear, I just said cookie. <laughs> she just said the same. Cookie, cookie. Yeah, <laughs> I, did. I needed that. Well, up top. Hey. <laughs> but it's funny. Like, I, you know, I uh, as a dad who's been to like a lot of college tours recently. And, like, you go in and they ask, like, well, how many of you know, like, what your major is going to be? And, like, 29 out of 30 raise their hand. And I'm looking around at a bunch of kids who are, like, just getting through puberty. I'm like, really? Like, like really? Like, who, who, who painted you into that corner? Not to say that, like, people can't have specific degrees. I think that's a great thing. On the other hand, I think that going and learning a specific subject and learning how to think critically in that subject will help your brain for whatever you want to do. Well, that's just it. Like, I think, like, I chose anthropology because, A, I found the text most tolerable to read. It's the most narrative. It's like, yeah, there you, go. you know, kind of peeking in on people's lives, and you get to see how people see things, which is a great way to understand other people and yourself. So I was like, well, okay, as a photographer and as a musician, these could both be very helpful things, you know, as far as broadening my mind, <laughs> just a interacting person. with people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Having yeah. interactions with people and then also trying to express that experience, whether it's through photography or for, through music. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm you know, totally it's a different with it. lens to it, put on my brain. It's a different lens, and it's really interesting. Like we're in this era of, well, this this helicopter parent era of over specialization in everything, where I think a little bit of generalization is is actually probably pretty good. You know, like people are doing the same thing. Like I mean, sports is one place where they're like, kids are playing the same sport. 12 months a year and there are no, there are no more three sport athletes. And yeah. so, and all the coaches are begging for three sport athletes cause they're getting like soccer players that can't catch a tennis ball if you throw it at their head. I heard some uh, interview concerning the top 20 NFL picks from last year. And two of them were one sport athletes. Yeah. The other hmm. 18 or whatever. We're multi-sport. Yeah. We're, we're huh. three sport athletes. You got to have your feet. Or your pants, or whatever, <laughs> in a lot of different pots, you baskets, or whatever it is. Yeah, if you're doing the right things, then everything informs the other. And my I dad know. always says, "He's I love this." He always says this to me. He's like, "Just be where you need to be when you need to be there. If you don't, if you feel like your time is spent better elsewhere in that moment, just go do that." Right. So you know, I try to do well in attendance, but honestly, if I'm gonna have some great, you know, wedding photography commitment or some great show that's like you know, a state or two away, I'm going to go do that and skip class. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not trying to get perfect A's because no one's going to care about that eventually. On the other hand, it's like, it's good, you know, I think that the college test of you got to show up enough to get the degree is important. I will do that. Right? Which is good. And like, and it's it's interesting, like, for a lot of people, that's a really hard thing to do. Um, For other people, it's a lot easier, you know. And I think that's a, a test of its own. Um, one guy that it's hard for is Chicky, but um, but Chicky, I wanted to like just tease this because 
we're getting to the uh, we're getting sort of the tail end, and there's one topic we haven't talked about, which was like the t- first topic we were supposed to talk about. What was that? Well, that was Facebook. Because you wanted to like bring in, did you want to have a little Facebook conversation? Are, are things bothering you, or what's going on there? I will. I had I had one more point to bring up, but, but let's talk about Facebook right now. Okay. Um, I want to know because we talked about this last night at the house. Uh, okay. Me and my wife. I was like, you know, there's a lot of people who are like jumping off of, of Facebook and they, they blame them and they feel hurt and betrayed. And to me, it's like, I know that if I put anything on the interwebs, it's it's up for grabs. For sure. Right? I couldn't agree more with you. Yeah. And I was like, I don't blame these guys. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, so you're, so it, was the na- it was the nature of the beast and, and it's not like you didn't know. You know? Right. Well, let me ask you this. Like, so you are actively posting everything from your life on Facebook and are comfortable with that? Oh, whatever. I mean, I don't do it a lot. Right. But like, how often do you post on it? Once a week. Right. Once or twice a week. And then, Lil, what about you? I don't know. I kind of go through, like, bouts. Of, of, I like post like a bunch of shit Binge and then I'll posting. be yeah then I'll be gone yeah. like, but I'm I'm always observing unfortunately yeah. it's like when I open a laptop the first thing I do is push the letter F and return and it brings me right to Facebook right so I, I right. am programmed to open this page every right. single time that I go on the internet and then probably as a musician it's the best right and so I can't just delete because it. you this can promote thing, your right? shows and I don't that you want could... to be on Facebook it's but a, it's the best way. It's a very yeah, big. You know, it's it's, it's a you know, like, I It's not like the it. best though. Instagram's the best. It's right not the now best. I, I agree. Instagram's the best. I love Instagram. I love you, Instagram. Thanks for buying well, that Facebook. Instagram is over. Oh right. Yeah, Facebook yeah. owns that. So whatever. That, that came up in the um, the um, the trials. But if you're not proud of it, <laughs> if you're not proud of it, don't post Yesterday. it. If you yeah. wouldn't be proud of it getting leaked out to anyone, yeah, then you shouldn't post it, and you shouldn't send it. You should. Eh. There was a really you don't text your social security number. There was no? a really great article posted years ago by a guy I met many many years ago named Matt Honan who writes for used to write for Wired now writes for BuzzFeed. Uh-huh. Amazingly smart guy. You should definitely follow him on all of his social media because he's ridiculously funny and smart. And he posted something about um, the betrayal of your children by posting everything from their lives on Facebook. <gasps> My wow. dad, I remember a time that my dad yelled at me for posting something on Facebook. It was a picture of my sister on a zip line crying. Yeah. And he's like, this makes it look like we had a bad family vacation. Why would you post that? <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? I love like, that photo. Well, I know. It's a great <laughs> picture of my sister's hollering her head off. I love that photo. But, his, but Matt's, Matt's ar- argument was really about uh, identity theft and protection. Mm. And when you post... When a child is born and every moment of their life is recorded on Facebook, how can their identity not be so easy to steal? Like, everybody can find out their first dog, their first step, their Right, right, first those little questions whatever. they ask you, like, what was your first you know, middle school or whatever. Well. Only middle school, whatever. Right. And, and, and anyway, and so, you know, and, and that's that's one conversation to have. And, and, and with, the, with the birth of AI and, and how Mark Zuckerberg we says he's going to get the company that. out of the problems mm-hmm. that they have. I With AI, here's the thing: it'll certainly be more easier to to steal one's identity and ah. with all of those questions about somebody's life. I feel that the I well, this is total hypothetical, sure. made up bullshit from my own brain. But I feel like the reason that Mark Zuckerberg went to DC and testified is because they know that Facebook usage is way down in the last several True. months. True. 
they know not not from not from stock price, not from anything else. They know that users have signed off and that are not using it. And so he's he's, he's because trying they're to losing market share to some degree. But also, my brother there is are so 18, many yeah. there are so many idle Facebook accounts like there. Yeah. Like just you know the number that they always say is here's our total users worldwide, billions and billions. How many, the reality how many are dead? How many? How many are dead? How many were right. set up once and never used again? How many of them are fake? Right. You know. On the other hand, the beauty of Facebook is all the volunteered information that has been given to them, which then, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe you've done it, Lil. I have definitely done it and advertised via Facebook. It's amazing. Like, you can hyper target. I can target. Do you promote? Do you use that feature? Uh, we have used promoted posts for sure. And we've done it for clients. Like I don't do it personally, but you know, the algorithm on Facebook is that really like if you post about your birthday party, like not all of your friends are seeing that. Right. That's, it's, and it's, that's relatively new. That's wow. Well, it's a I couple mean, really, years old, several but, years. but Instagram but, just started doing it too. But it's which so actually. for, if you want your, if you want, I mean, there's this, there's, there's just a lot of assumptions that go into Facebook. And, and there's a, I saw a really, really interesting post by uh, Mike Rogie, I think, from Tahoe, who's a, a really smart guy, former ski magazine writer, powder magazine writer. And he posted something that people who grew up in the Facebook era knew that know how this works. We're not surprised. It's, right. every, it's everybody who's related to the game that are surprised. And I think that is true. On the other hand, I'm in this group. I've been with this from day one like I remember when it was getting going and and I'm just sort of grossed out by it and so what so, I started so you doing, felt you felt a little betrayed and a little like you know what not, like what the hell guys well like, not betrayed here's here's sort of my progression what it has been that I've been there I've been there since day one I was dicking around like early on but honestly I don't really like it personally and so I like it professionally it's great like it's awesome. I love it. It's a great business tool. Right. And um, I liked it. I liked it more about it, seven eight years ago. I agree. It was super fun because uh, people there were a lot because it was like people, people yeah pick you know posting pictures of yeah. themselves and and yeah. like hey your kid looks awesome doing the fun thing and that's great yeah you know? and so I've done two things one I've like gone in there and slowly just I have not disconnected my account but I've tried to take personal photos off of my Facebook page really yeah. Because you're concerned about, you know, I don't really need everybody to see my whole life on Facebook. It's just not that important. And at the same point, I've also now I've taken actually Facebook off my iPhone. Oh, I did that. And, I did that, and, and I loved it. It's I'm great, so isn't happy it? that I did that. <laughs> no. Wow! Honestly, I this has really opened up a whole this thing. This is kind yeah. of this might be kind All of right. dark, but I think Facebook ended my childhood. It might have. I think that was yeah. it. I remember the the last time someone took a picture of me, and I didn't think, "Where are you going to post this?" Yeah. And that is a crazy it's weird, bubble to it? be living in. And like, I honestly think, I think like 10, 15 years from now, we're going to be like, oh, remember Facebook? Yeah, for sure. Like, I think oh, really? Yeah, really Snapchat do. and Instagram. Like my brother was saying, he's 18. I'm 21. <laughs> but my brother's 18. And he says like, oh, I never use Facebook. Like I still use Facebook. But I think I'm like one of the last... I think I'm one of the well, last. I knew it. I, I knew it was like not not necessarily in fashion anymore because it's so big and and because you know all these other things popped up to, to, that do the up. parts of it that you like. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram is certainly a much more well. Here's the thing: like there are things I don't like about Facebook, and one is the ranting. One is another is just the extremely cultivated. I mean, Instagram is bad enough; they sort of cultivated you, but. Facebook has the addition of the text tradition, 
mm. where it's a lot of like long cultivated me, whether it's, you know, brag planning or, um, you know, a lot of like, yeah, I, I know. wouldn't usually post this, but today something really significant happened. Yes, You're exactly. like, oh, enough. You know, enough. And, and, and you know, and that said, like Facebook's net, I, I don't think it's going to disappear, but remember MySpace? Like, where the fuck's True. that? <laughs> you know? well, uh, the owner of MySpace is doing great, right? I'm sure. I fine. bet. Yeah, I'm sure they're fine. Um, <laughs> but it is interesting. And, I, and, I, and like, you ask, you know, my kids, they wouldn't be caught dead on Facebook. No. No. Ouch. Like right. I said, all these other, you know, these other formats have, right. have come up to take right. parts that you like. But there are really, you know, there, I mean, it just was interesting. I mean, there was, uh, there are other social media platforms but they're sort of winnowing away. And, you know, like when Facebook was at its peak, they were talking about the end of email. And, and, right. and that was yeah. 10 years ago. And it's like, if anything, like email is stronger than it's ever been. Like yeah. there's no fucking way like we're going to get rid of that. Um, no, no. But I think, you know, social networks are important. And it is nice. And I still use LinkedIn. I mean, I'm, the sad part is I'm on all of it for work. LinkedIn, Twitter, you know. Branding had, yourself. What a, it's a crazy concept. Well, it, it is, on the other hand, like when you, like, we could have a whole nother show about the gig economy and like your generation, this is your world. Like, and branding yourself is super important and social media has trained you how to do it and better than our generation by far. Um, and, and, you know, the aggregate of all those posts creates your brand, right? Yeah, it also creates your brain. I mean, honestly, yeah. like, do I live up to the person I am on the internet? That's a great question. <laughs> I don't want to even think about that. Right. You know, that's crazy. We yeah. could start a drinking game by for everybody that listens to the podcast. But every time we say, "Well, that we could do another show," <laughs> that's fine. Or every time, every, we say, every time Drew says, "Well, we could do another podcast entirely about that." Yeah. <laughs> the link is in the bio. Yeah. You have your oh, yeah. All time. yeah, exactly. You're deep in at that point. <laughs> so I, ha I had one more, one more thing. For yeah. you, it's plug time. Where where does everybody go to listen to the yeah. music? You mentioned it in the beginning, but That's say it again. Point. And where are we going to see you live? Yeah, great All question. right, so um, I guess, you know, Band of the Land is, is one of the gigs I'm a part of right now. And you can find us at bandoftheland.com, Band of the Land on Instagram. Um, me My, personally, you can MySpace. find... No MySpace. You know that? Really, <laughs> okay, really can't find us on Facebook. We are on Facebook. Yeah. Great. Um, we'll, and you can find me as a Trill Lil 802 on Instagram right. or at Goldwing Photography, which That's is right. like Goldwing Photography. my main hustle. I'm a photographer, That's fine right. art, and portraiture and weddings. Like I said, the, right. gig, the gig economy. <laughs> the gig economy, exactly. I make my hustles here and there. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, I mean, Band of Land will be playing. Uh, on 420 at Green Mountain College. Weird. So we're going to have a great that, time. Hold on, Green Mountain College, where is that? Uh, that's down in Pulteney, Vermont. Okay. But it's true that, is there. it true that like the the guys in Bandoland actually don't smoke marijuana they just pretend to? Where the hell did you hear that? <laughs> that's insanity. I think I'm the non-stoner right now. I think I'm on my tea break. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, well, so we'll be playing and, um, but going forward, my personal pages are where you can find my That's more, right. my different stuff. Yeah. And on Facebook, yeah. you know, I am still on it. No, it's good. As I mean, much I mean, as I, I shit talk it, it's still a huge source of, you know, it's a huge platform. There's still a lot. I, I think we'll, I'd love to check in with you on that in six months and a year. I, I sense a lot of people have quietly dropped off. It. You know, I manage four Instagram accounts. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram? I have one Instagram account. 
I've Keep nev- it that way. I've never posted anything, and I have a couple hundred followers. <laughs> yes! Also, that's, that's a success. I mean, yeah. ding, 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 You're an influencer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I went from a 99 to 100 today on one of my Instagrams. No, like, that's a nice feeling. Really tingly feeling. And you know, it was like a short little moment of endorsement. Like, oh, yay. <laughs> Look at me. That <laughs> yeah, was bad. All right, Lil. Well, thank you so much for coming. Yeah. And Chicky. My well, pleasure. Thanks for bringing your full game. Before before Wait, we sign off, uh, two quick things. Uh, oh, the, beer, the beer fridge. All right, what do we got? There wasn't anything in particular that was new in his beer fridge. Wait, did you go and look or did you ask him? I, at basketball practice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, what's going on with the fridge? Yeah, what did he say? He said nothing new, but he was excited about the holy cow, but now he doesn't think that he likes it. That was the only <laughs> news. That's the only news I have. He's very that, fickle. Yeah. He's very fickle that way. Totally. Uh, and lastly. Oh, uh, did I tell you? And like, well, yeah, go ahead. Lastly, I wanted to say the Red Sox beat up on the Yankees last night, 14 to 1. Pitching wins all the time, except for tonight they're they're losing in the bottom of the 5th, 8 to 2. Not to be a dick, but it's April, right? Isn't like baseball a really long season? Yeah, and I I don't think you heard me make any kind of judgments or <laughs> predilections on what's going to happen in October. I just want let to let everybody know right, they didn't that they see beat that. the crap out of the Yankees <laughs> last night. Oof, I'm off to yeah. Boston tonight, so I'll, I'll check in. I'm are you right ready? next to Fenway. Yeah. What are you going down? To, where, what are you doing? Uh, going to visit some friends from Berkeley, but also uh, my boyfriend have a sh- has a show at the Middle East. Oh, sweet. Uh, I don't know what that is. A, is that a... It's a big venue in um, Alston, which is like right outside of like the Back Bay area. You take the T down. Sweet. Um, like what is like, bi- how big is big? It's not huge. I mean, it has two two floors, two stages. Great. Um, but it is yeah. like a you know a prominent venue. People come to see you. He's opening for Master Ace. Um, I love Master Ace. Well, he's a hip hop name. If you know hip hop, <laughs> you know him. I do. Um, uh, but I'm gonna put that you know. link in our bio. Yes, all the links in the bio. <laughs> the the producer of the show um, sent me a link to Jarv, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and I really liked it. Right. So, and and I, it's, it's a super M and M thing going on and. I mean that in the highest regard because I think he's the best of the business. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah he sure sounds great. Stoked to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really. I thought right. I, I thought it was really, really fun to listen to. I yeah. No, it. he's just got like this nice lyrical style, and it's like he's got a, a nice. Groove. He's got a good voice. Yeah. That's like, that's key for whether you're acting or rapping or singing or yeah. whatever. Rhyming. You got this voice. Rhyming. Rhyming. He's a rhymer. He's not a rapper. He's a he's rhymer. Bars. He's a rhymer. He's spitting bars. What are you talking about? That's what she said. I don't know. The rhymer. Yeah, I don't know. He's a rapper. I mean, you could say that, you know? Okay, cool. I, was, I got like scared that I was no, out no, of some sort no. of circle. Drew's trying to be hyper correct about it, I think. I, I don't know. Just, I've had no, a couple cool. beers. I like it's it. Cool. I like it. Cool. Rhyming, rapping. It's all good. But anyway, they'll be down there tomorrow night. So if you hear this before then. Yeah, yeah. if you're in Boston, it's uh, tomorrow night at the Middle East. Yeah. yeah. What, is, hey, what is tomorrow? Look out for Band of the Land, Jarve, and William Siebert solo performance. There you go. So all right. much good stuff. <laughs> so much good stuff. All right. High fives. High fives. High fives. Yeah. Yeah.